Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today we're talking about knowing Him in everything, and I want to start with a quote from Carl Jung. Modern man can't see God because he doesn't look low enough. This is quite humbling and eye-opening for me. It's a wake-up call. Oftentimes we seek God's face when we are expecting to find when we seek God's face we're expecting to find perfection, flawlessness, nothing but pure gold, which is fair because that's what God is. However, we're here on earth. Perfection doesn't exist. We're constantly looking for signs, the seas to part, God to come down in all his, all his glory, some huge revelation before our eyes, some big miracle. This doesn't happen though which leads to disappointment. We expect some magical, mystical experience, and that's when we'll know God, right? And then this leads to disconnection and this feeling distant from God. We don't see him working in our lives because of the expectations we've placed on God. We've put God in a box. We want him to meet us where we are instead of us going to meet him. We don't see God because we are looking for him out there instead of right here, right now, today, in this moment. You know, we expect something perfect and glorious, but the only place you'll ever find God is here. You'll only ever find his presence in the present. And I think this can often be very disappointing because usually there's nothing special about this moment. I'm sitting here in my home it's just my home, right? Like I feel this connection to my home, but you think about it, most people want some fancy brand new home. There's just, they want this perfection. We're constantly, and we seek this through materials. We seek perfection through material things. And it's like we're seeking to recreate God through perfection, which leads to us always thinking that he's out there. He's He's not with us here now because he's out there somewhere better, somewhere brighter, somewhere shinier. But God is here in this moment. Modern man can't see God because he's not looking low enough. He's not looking in this moment. But yeah, like I said, it can be disappointing because there is, there's nothing super sexy about this moment. You know, so often in our lives, we get caught up in looking forward to that next big thing, or oh, that next vacation, that thing we're going to do this weekend you know, which is fair, right? There, It's good to have things to look forward to, but then we place our life. We say, I'm, that's when I'll start living. That's when I'll, that's when I'll be happy. That's when I'll find myself. That's when I'll enjoy life is out there, you know, and these big sexy things don't happen. So we don't happen very often, maybe once a week or once every so often, once every so many months, which leads to us overlooking where we're, where we're at because so much of our lives are the same day-to-day little things, the same job, the same house, the same people, the same little tasks, the same routine, the same habits. And there's nothing sexy or special about it. So we overlook where we are. We think he's out there. Our lives are out there somewhere beyond where we are. So we're always dissatisfied, disconnected from the present moment because we're constantly searching or believing that it's out there. Our lives are out there, not within. So we overlook the task before us, the person in front of our face, the work at hand, the meal we are about to eat because it's, it's never enough. We feel we, 
We feel it's out there. We feel our lives are somewhere else. We live in this expectation of something better, something beyond, which is, that is heaven, right? There always is that void because we're not totally always aware of the fact that we're with God, but we can also find a piece of that heaven here on earth, a part of it. We are looking, you know, for perfection out there instead of realizing perfection doesn't exist here on earth. And we're never going to find him if we think he's out there. Modern man can't see God because he doesn't look low enough. And what could be more low than this present moment? It goes back to humility. God is humble enough to meet us here, to be in this present moment. And I was talking with someone during a Bible study, and we were looking at the places where Jesus actually was, you know, where he got baptized, the places that he taught. And it was very humbling because it's like, that's a real place. It's not some mystical, magical, far-off land. It's a real place. And yeah, that's where it happened. That's where it happened, but that's the thing is like, there's nothing special or sexy about it. You assumed it's some promised land with actual milk and honey flowing and gold everywhere, but it's just like, it's no different than the rivers next to your house or by your house or the the churches or whatever by where you live. That's the thing is we're, we we get this in our head that it's some perfection, some ideal, but it's where we are right here, right now. God is humble enough to be here in this present moment, to be in your home, to be at your job, in your car, in the restaurant, at the gym. He is humble enough to reveal himself in everything. However, we keep looking for him out there. We must be humble enough to meet him here. And earth is full of forms, which means like as soon as something comes forth, it immediately begins to fade away. As soon as a baby is born, it starts to age. You know, the seasons change. The world and forms around us are always changing. We're in this ongoing cycle of life and death that never ends, which can be a bit harsh because that's what it is. It's life and death. Forms are constantly coming and going. You came from dust and to the dust you shall return. Something gives meaning to these forms, though, because without this animating spirit, without the Holy Spirit, these forms are meaningless. Earth is devoid of meaning without the Spirit of God. And we have a chance to build the kingdom of God here on earth, reuniting heaven on earth through the power of the Holy Spirit, because God is that spirit which animates life. He makes everything come to life. Without God, it's all meaningless. It's nothing. We must work to let go of ourselves, to meet him here in everything, see him, seek him out in everything, because he's humble enough to be here. And when we actually do this, we are able to find him in it all. It's funny because he's always here. The only thing that is ever absent is our awareness. Every man is as close to God as he chooses to be. When you seek, you find. When you ask, you receive. When you knock, the door is open. When you intentionally choose to seek out his face, he reveals himself to you. This is the paradox. God is perfectly hidden yet revealed in everything, but we have to let go of these expectations that of what we expect it to be like. That's the problem is we end up putting God in a box. We limit a limitless God, but there are no limits. He is perfectly hidden when we meet things. He's hidden when we meet things at, at face value. You know, when I just look at you, when I just see your external, he's going to be hidden. But when I go deeper, when I go beyond, when we look past the form, then we can find God because we know the form is always fading away. And you can think of it 
Everything is just this vehicle. Your body is a vehicle for the animating spirit of God. That's all it is. Your body is not you. It's the vehicle of your soul, which gives your body life, illumination, because of God. So when we are just looking at the surface level, of course, you're not going to see anything. There's nothing beyond that. Where You're not finding the transcendent. God transcends everything, but he's hidden yet revealed in everything. And I was having a conversation with a friend, and he told me a story about how someone had asked him if he experienced Jesus in his life. And he didn't know what to say. He had no answer. He, he was a Christian and a believer. But then for the next two weeks, he said he wrote down every moment he encountered Jesus. He said when he actually woke up, when he paid attention, opened his eyes, and became aware, he found Jesus working so often in his life. What he sought, he found. And again, this goes back to, I learned this from Jordan Peterson, that the, the problem of perception it's a huge issue, and it, our perception affects everything. We have to look at life through a hierarchy of values, through a filtered lens, because there are so many things to focus on. In one room, you could focus on every. You could spend the rest of your life just looking at things in one room because of how much detail, how much is going on. And if you're struck by too many things at once, too many things begging for your attention, then you're paralyzed. You're like a deer in the headlights. This is like, there's so many distractions in this world. This is what happens when, for me at least personally, when I go to a restaurant and I have a hundred things to choose from, it's like, this is not freedom at all. This is actually so paralyzing. There's just way too many options. That's why, you know, Jordan Peterson also had said that when he would, he would go up to his students and said, you want to play a game? And they'd say, sure. And he'd say, okay, you go first. People think this is freedom, but there's no rules. They're paralyzed. There's no, there's nothing ordering them. We have to have something at the top of the pyramid because this is what this anxiety comes from. There's just too many things to focus on. If you're at a restaurant, there's too many options. You're just paralyzed. There's just internal pain, right? There's nothing guiding you. There's nothing, there's no king at the top. We need something to be at the top of the pyramid or the structure just falls. It collapses. And when we begin to put God first, put him at the top of our pyramid, we get our perception in order. We align ourselves. Everything falls into accord because the kingdom has to have a king at the top. And going back again to what Jesus said, seek and you will find. What you seek, you will always find. So if worry is at the top of your pyramid, you'll find all the reasons to worry. If hate is at the top of your pyramid, you'll find all the reasons to hate. If football is at the top of your pyramid, that's what you'll find in the world. That's what you're going to focus on. That's where your perception and your attention is going to go to. And that's why it's so important. And we've, we know the first and greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. It's obviously much easier said than done because the world is filled again with these distractions. There's so much things to focus on. There's so many things that can distract us from putting God first. So we overlook, again, this present moment. We're focused on the wrong things. So, of course, you're not going to see God's face when you're not seeking him out. You're not going to find him in things. And, you know, we're called to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. This is perfection, but why would you not strive for being perfect? It's a heavy weight to bear, but that's meaningful weight. The challenge is meaningful. 
If God is at the top of the pyramid, then the whole structure is in order. You're in harmony. This is when synchronicity happens, when everything is just woven together perfectly. You're able to find him in everything because what's inside of you will be reflected externally. What's in your heart will be revealed in the world. In all the little things, all the little moments, you'll find his face. You'll truly experience God. And we we must remember as well, you know, going back to it's humbling and it's maybe a little bit disappointing to think, man, God's here now. Like there's nothing, again, special or sexy about here now. But what we must remember is that perfection isn't personal at all. You know, you see people buy brand new shoes, brand new clothes, cars, and they have to tiptoe around them. You wear those brand new shoes and it's like, oh, I don't want to crease them. I don't want to get them dirty. You have that new car. It's like you're scared to put miles on it. You're scared to get it dirty. You're scared to whatever. They're just, and you can't be yourself in that. When you have to tiptoe around, you're worried about creasing your shoes, getting your car dirty. That isn't personable. That isn't personal at all. You have to be someone you're not because you're not perfect. We think we can make materials perfect and then align ourselves with that, but you're not perfect. And neither are these materials, neither are the machines. So you have to be someone you're not. But true beauty, true meaning, true connection, true relationship, the truth always arises out of brokenness, out of challenges, out of trials, out of vulnerability. Because these things... You know, like I was saying, the cars or the the shoes, this isn't perfection at all. Or this isn't personal at all. You can't be yourself in that. What's personal is what's raw. It's honesty. It's, it's being naked. That's us. That's you as a human. You're raw. You're naked. That's this moment too as well. It's raw. It's naked. There's nothing sexy about it. But that's Jesus on the cross. God is perfect. Jesus is God, but he took up in earthly form as a man. He suffered on the cross. That's personal. That's relatable and something we can cling and hold on to, something we can connect with. And so we can find God here now because it's not like the golden calf. You can't connect to a golden calf. You can't relate to that. You know, and they say if you're ever around people who act perfect or come off perfectly, they're very hard to relate to. You don't feel comfortable around them. You don't feel like you can relate. They, you know, but people who are vulnerable, who open themselves up, who share, who are just raw, honest, and naked, like you can just be yourself around them. And they are just able to be themselves because they don't have to cover anything up. They're not, they've, they've gone within. And so that's the thing. There's, there's, again, there's nothing perfect about where you are in your life. It's never going to be perfect. If the athlete waited to play the game till his body felt perfectly, he would never play the game. So we have to stop overlooking where we're at because it's not perfect. We have we have to let go of our expectations of where what we expect in our life and just humbly embrace where we are in our journey. We can't see God because we don't look low enough. If we start looking lower, we can find him here now in everything. We can know him in everything. We must work to do this. And another thing is like life happens. Things don't go our way. We struggle, we worry, we doubt. We're human, right? There's storms, there's cancer, there's death. That's life. However, if we know him in everything, what is there to be afraid of? There's no more good and bad in your life because in the end, if you're able to find God in it, you can find good in it. It's all meant for you. You know, if you're going through a trial in your life, you have to realize that trial too is a form. Just as the leaves are going to pass, 
the leaves come and go, right? They pass, they come in the spring and they're gone in the fall. That trial in your life is going, it's a form. It's going to go. It's going to pass by. This too shall pass. In that trial, it's either a reason to feel distant from God, right? Why would I have to go through this? Why would God put me through this? Or if you can reframe the way you look at it, if you know him in everything, if you know that he's in it, you can grow stronger in him through it. It's meant for you. It's a reason to, it creates an opportunity to, to, to depend and cling to him. This is personal because Jesus too went through these trials. Hebrews 4.12, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace at the proper time to help us. We know If we know that it's all God's grace, then it's all good. We can find him in everything. We can cling to him, even though it sucks, even though it's hard, right? The cross, it's a weight to bear. It's our suffering, but it's also that which unites us with God. Because Jesus knows what you're going through, which is personal, because he suffered, right? You can depend on him even more, grow stronger in him through your weaknesses. When things are going good and you're going through a season of spring and summer, you can find him in that as well. You can rejoice in the Lord and be thankful. And in both cases, when things aren't going your way according to your agenda or when everything is flourishing, we have a reason to be faith thankful because he's humble enough to he's humble enough to be in it all. We can find him in it all. As unglamorous as this present moment may seem, the more you work to humble yourself, to be humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The more you're going to find his face, the more you will know him in everything, in all the little moments. And that's when this synchronicity happens, where you're just in alignment. That's true relationship and true connection, is when you're able to find God at all, the more you find him, the more you seek out his face, the more you know yourself, and the more you know yourself, the more you know him. All of life becomes a mirror. If he is living and breathing inside of you, then he's living and breathing everywhere in the world. What you believe is what is alive inside of you. And so the more we work to let that mustard seed grow in us, the more we take it, nourish it, allow it to grow, it's going to overtake the whole garden. It's going to it overtakes everything. And as we continue to let God in our hearts, in our lives, we begin to know him in everything. And then there is no fear. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. The things you're going through are hard, but that's your cross. That's your adventure. That's meaningful because God's in it all. If you're, if you're a Christian, there's meaning in our suffering, right? It's not pointless suffering because if it's pointless suffering, then you just suffer stupidly. And that's, that's, silly. That's, that is stupid to suffer stupidly. But if you can find meaning in your suffering, then you can find a reason to bear it. There's a reason to bear your cross because it unites you and helps you grow even stronger with him. So in those moments, when you start to worry, when things don't go your way, when you start to doubt yourself, when you question things, you can either go deeper down that rabbit hole, but through, or through awareness, the only thing absent ever is your awareness through awareness, you can become aware, okay, I'm worrying about something. Think this didn't go my way. You become aware of that, acknowledge it, stop resisting it, accept it, and you can just lean on God through that. 
right? So there's, it creates this opportunity to be dependent on him because you know him and everything, and you know God is using it all for good. When things do go your way, great, rejoice. Rejoice in it regardless. In the, in the joy, in the pain, you can find him in it all. But we have to humble ourselves enough to see him in it all, to see that person at the cash register at the gas station. We have to find God in that person. You have to find God in that dirty bathroom at the gas station. Find God in those moments that seem so unglamorous, so uneventful, you can still find his face in it all. And that's what illuminates it. That's what truly makes it alive. That's what gives it meaning. If you know him in it all, because it's all a form. It's all a vehicle for the animating spirit, for the Holy Spirit to take over and for us to find him, right? So... Thank you guys for listening. Just continue to work. He's not just in the church. He's not just out there somewhere. You can find him in every moment and everything becomes an opportunity to cling to him, to depend on him. God is always inviting us in every moment, each second, each hour, each day. Focus on this present moment. That's why the present moment is so important because the only find you'll the only place you'll ever find his presence is in the present. Thank you guys for listening. Keep living and loving. Keep sharpening that iron. Feel free to reach out. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for liking. Let me know what you think. Appreciate it, and I'll see you next time.